0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today
1: with Byte. Catch and Shoot 2.0 is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Catch and Shoot 2.0 goes well with both red and white and is perfect with the workout of your choice. Our hosts are Aaron Berlin, a former Kansas Jayhawk who believes the Orlando Magic will win the championship. Eventually. (laughs) His partner is Otto Strong, a man who has covered the NBA since before Dennis Rodman got
2: his first tattoo. Fellas? Thanks so much, Darlene. While we are not inside the Disney NBA bubble, we are inside the Pure Hoops Media bubble. My name is Aaron Berlin. My co-host, his name is Otto Strong. Before we get to that, I do want to talk about what we're talking about on today's show. Like we mentioned, the NBA bubble is here. Some players have already tested positive. Who are they? We will also talk with Joe Varden, who is in the NBA bubble. He'll give his take on everything that's going on, what he's experienced, what life is like at the Disney campus. But before we get to all that, Otto, how is it going?
1: Oh, it's going fine. We are, we're all in our own little bubbles, I guess, these days.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am in my sterilized home, you know, that I sit every morning and I go with the Lysol and I just spray, 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 wash my hands, make sure that I'm trying to stay as clean and healthy as possible so that I can do the show with you every single Wednesday. But, you know, 20 miles down the road at Lake Buena Vista on the Disney campus, they're trying to do all that they can as well. And, you know, I I think we're still trying to figure out if it's going to be enough. If the NBA can really pull this off, but early returns are—it seems like they kind of can, right?
1: Uh, well, yeah, early returns, or, or or just that early returns. You know, we learn uh, that that we get excited on election nights when the last results come in, not when the first returns <laughs> the first come one. In. <laughs> Exactly. Which,
2: which you know, and, and that's kind of one of the in- interesting things. Is so th- they're doing these COVID nineteen tests every single day on the campus, right? And like some of them are being conducted at like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And if you read some of the things that are coming out of there, it's like, you have to wait six or eight hours before you find out if you've tested positive. And like the early thing is, if you test positive, that's a phone call. If you don't test positive, you just get an email to your inbox. So how much anxiety do you think there is for not only like personnel, staff, players, all that jazz, just sitting there after they've taken their test, waiting to know, did I test positive today? I don't think I could handle that.
1: I would have to say that it would probably be the most stressful thing. I mean, for guys who have who have kids who who might have been through some some health scares, that would be serious. But but for your average run of the mill guy who may be single, they, they probably have never experienced something quite like this. I would imagine, you know, finding out where you're going to go in the draft, there's certain anticipation. But but this is this is altogether different.
2: Yeah, to to me, I would just be sitting there kind of staring at my phone until I finally either got the email or I waited for the phone call. And then if I did get the phone call, I don't know how I would react. My anxiety is already bad enough as is. But we have gotten some early returns of players who have tested positive for COVID-19. Now, These were before they actually entered the bubble, one of which is Russell Westbrook. And so, you know, Otto, obviously this test and this positive result occurred before they made the trip to Orlando but are we starting to see the early cracks in how this bubble can potentially be exposed or, or is this just kind of an outlier in something we don't need to worry about?
1: Uh, I would say at this point, it seems like an outlier because let's face it, this, as you say, this was before the bubble pre bubble, if you will. So um, I don't think that, that uh, the NBA or anybody in Orlando could, could claim ownership for, for this one. This is something that happened prior to, uh, the team's departure. He knew that he had uh, tested positive, that which is why he wasn't on the plane. It begs the question: Why James Harden might not have been on the plane? Um, it would just be pure speculation at this point. But one, you know, it, one does wonder why well, and, was he not on the plane?
2: And, and this is a bigger question. Russell Westbrook was the one who came out and voluntarily said that he tested positive for COVID nineteen, not um, the Houston Rockets. And, and so that begs a bigger question. Why would Houston elect not to make that public, but give the player the power to?
1: Well, I mean, so, you know, we're, we're straying. Is, is, out.
2: is that more of just a PR move
1: at that point? Mm, I mean, it certainly could be, you know, but you're also getting into the space where, um, you're, you got health, um, health concerns, HIPAA laws, all, all kinds of other things that, that enter into it, a player's personality, um, you know, sense of morals, whether they feel it's right or wrong to disclose something like that. Uh, maybe people feel like they're going to find out anyway, and so let me just let me just get this out now. Um, I think there's probably too many too many roads to go down uh, with respect to that. Um, are you are you at all perplexed by having no answer for why James Harden is not in Orlando at this point?
2: Yes, i it, it makes you wonder, and it, and that's that's kind of where I was getting at that question. If the Houston Rockets are just upfront and honest about everybody who has tested positive for COVID-19 on their team. What harm is that? Like, what is the negative side effects to just saying Westbrook, Harden, they were close together. They both contracted it. If so, if that is the case, granted, this is all just me speculating that James Harden could potentially have COVID-19, but if they both did, there is no repercussions for them being honest to people. But this whole wait and see approach, this mystery about what is happening with James Harden that makes things more difficult and it makes you ask questions that you would never need to, right? Like, isn't that the basic point of any PR department? You're upfront, you're honest, and you spend things in a positive light always, right? Like instead of trying to keep things in the closet.
1: Yeah, true. true. I mean, we look, there could be all kinds of reasons. It could, it could, it could be some other issues, but then again, um, you would think that if it were just a regular stomach bug or if it was a, uh, you know, some kind of knee or back ailment or whatever, I mean, we are totally flying off the handle on speculation here, <laughs> but yeah, if it were something like that, you would think that, that the team would say, Hey, and this is what it is. This is why he has not got not gotten on the plane.
2: So does this concern you about Houston's chances at all? Oh, I mean, I mean we we'll, we'll because you, you you Because you can make the argument, right? Like, r- regardless of how the season had played out, they've had three and a half months off at this point. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's ready to go. Presumably, you know, um, Westbrook and Harden have had more times to kind of like work their games together, potentially. Could Houston still make a run in the West? Absolutely. I think a lot of people would still say that they're either a top three team or a top four team in the Western Conference based on their star power.
1: Well, absolutely, but but COVID nineteen is not take two negative tests and call me in the morning. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, it it works. You know, it it you you different players have it takes you know different amount of time to go through uh, and get those and get those negative tests. And what we're also seeing this is not a sports thing now. This is now kind of taking it beyond. We've heard of, of people who have gotten reinfected. And so this notion of well, I've had it, I'm good, eh, not so fast. So there's there's a there are a whole host of things that we just kind of don't know and probably won't know. Um, I I would though I would expect the, the the integrity of the bubble to hold up at least. That's that's what the what the basketball fan of me wants to say and wants to see.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you you know, in retrospector, and you know, regards to the bubble upholding, there are flaws potentially in it. Right, like when you think about the Disney employees who are working at the three hotels they're coming and going still while they're wearing masks. A lot of them are wearing shields and they're doing the best that they possibly can to protect them. Those are all wrinkles in the fabric where things could get through, right? Like an employee goes home, maybe he goes out or a player orders a pizza. It gets delivered to his door and it's got something on him. That's not sanitized. And then all of a sudden you have one player that tests And while they are getting these tests back in 24 hours, and that's one of the interesting things about this interview we have coming up with Joe Varden is he talks about the amount of time that it takes from test to result is still about 10 to 12 hours. And so Mm -hmm. with the incubation period being a few days for COVID-19, if a player contracts it, is asymptomatic for 48 hours, and he's around his team, he's around his staff, he's around employees of Disney. Then that's just spreading in that bubble. And that's where things get really interesting.
1: So to your point, you're as strong as the as the weakest link. I mean, we we all we all know this. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: And, like, like that, that's that's I, I think that's just a better idea of the task that the NBA is trying to take on, right? Like they're trying to build this sterile, beautiful environment where they can finish out the season. But there are so many other factors at play and so many variables outside that, regardless of how well you do to contain it, they can't control everything
1: All right well, right. so so whatever that that weak link is, I mean that's that's something that they'll they'll have to address and certainly monitor The other issue when you talk about testing and waiting for the test to come back. so this and this is probably what I'm going to lay out is a very reasonable scenario. Let's say, as you say, player gets tested the result comes back. It's inconclusive. So does that mean, so the player hasn't tested positive, but they haven't been cleared with a negative test. So can yes. they play? Can they not play? Do, they, do you wait on a game? Like, you know, and what happens if this is like a a Western conference finals or an Eastern conference finals or an NBA finals, you're going to you just, you know, what happens then? So, there, I mean, but I, I think the, the beauty of having the first, um, you know, you know, now the next couple of weeks, and then, and obviously the, the the games, the first slew of games, they'll be able to kind of workshop this stuff up, and I think they'll be sharper. At least I'd like to think they'll be sharper and refine some things. And also, let's face it, when the playoffs come; fewer teams are going to be around, fewer players to test. Um, you know, they they will hone the system down. At least you'd like to think that. So I'm 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 being an optimistic here. <laughs> Absolutely. Optimistic auto. That's that's the uh, going one.
2: Is on. <laughs> there a favorite thing you've seen from the bubble so far?
1: Oh, favorite thing, favorite thing. Uh, I, I, well, I mean, it has to be. It has to be the the, the you know the dance party. Uh, with, <laughs> I with,
2: figured you were going to say that.
1: It, it's got to be, you know, with uh, with uh, you know the, the Mavericks. Uh, you know, Luca, Luca, and others. You know, trying to you know put on put on their uh, their their, <laughs> their best DJing from uh, I think it was the Grand Floridian. The, the the roof gables look familiar to me. I am no stranger to Walt Disney World.
2: <laughs> uh, the, the the best part is, and we'll talk with Joe about this in our upcoming interview, but the NBA is trying to do anything and everything they can to kind of like normalize this situation for players. So during this quarantine period that they have, they hired a bunch of DJs to kind of be out by the pool area at one of the Disney resort hotels, you know, just to kind of throw a party for these NBA players on a Sunday. Well, the only one that attended that party was Dwight Howard out of the, you know, hundreds of NBA players that are on this campus right now. Everybody got an invite. The only guy that showed was Dwight Howard, a guy who's made well over $250 million in his career. Yeah. I just just thought that was funny, and I thought it was fitting for Dwight Howard.
1: Well, and 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 in the spirit of of DJing, I just had to get one of those in. If you've been to a club in the last 20 years, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Maybe Darlene has got the, has got that sound. We could cue that up.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you know, just kind of like another thing that I was thinking about, just the, the sad portions of pasta that the players have gotten as their meals. You know, you've seen this Uh on Twitter and Instagram and the IG lives that they've been doing, but just showing off like, so Disney is trying and I I am the first to admit that like Disney does not have great meals on their campus at all. And I, I like Disney world, but these meals for NBA players who traditionally have just their own chefs, you know, prepare and make them their stuff. These portions are like what someone my size would consume, not what an NBA player would.
1: Well, um, hey, so I'm not gonna rub it in by saying that I had homemade uh, uh beef veal and and uh I think poultry ragu. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. Spiced perfectly. So shutting up now.
2: <laughs> on that note, while we are all hungry, let's go ahead and welcome in Joe Varden of the Athletic. Joe Varden is a senior NBA writer for The Athletic, and he currently resides in the Disney bubble. And Joe, first off, I'll start off with this. You know, I live in Central Florida. It's where I've spent the last six years of my life. You are 20 miles away from me. But the world that you are living in, the things that you are experiencing is so much different than what I am currently going through right now.
0: Yeah, that's, that's certainly the case. Um, you know, I love Orlando. I've been here, I don't know. I, I don't even know how many times. I've been coming to the city since I was six. I've been in Disney World more times than I, than I could possibly count. Um, so it's strange for me. I, th- I think the strangeness for me is to be at a place that is so familiar to me, um, whether it's Disney or it's Orlando at large. Um, and then to be yet in, uh, it's so quarantined and so walled off from anything that I know to be uh, normal and comfortable.
2: Yeah, and for our listeners who have not fully dived into both your stories yet, Joe is currently quarantined inside the Disney bubble. He's going to spend two months there before he's relieved by a staffer from The Athletic. I guess, so let's start with what that entire process has been like, because there's probably only 10 to 15 actual reporters on the campus. How did that selection process go? And then from the second you arrived in Orlando, what was it like to check in?
0: So, you know, I I mean, fairly Late, uh, actually, really late, considering the logistics that go into this. Um, the NBA put out a formal request for, um, you know, for, for credentials into what is called, you know, the bubble or the NBA restart campus. Um, the cost per reporter is five hundred and fifty dollars a day, and you get uh, out of that, you get a room. A hotel room here at one of uh, at 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 a Disney hotel. In my case, it's the Coronado Springs Resort. That's the case for all of all of the media. Um, You get three meals a day, and you get a COVID test. Uh, You also get things like laundry, uh, transportation. um, You know, there's a couple different ways that you need transportation and and things like that. Um, The belief was uh, that that cost, which is you know mid forty thousand dollar range um, would be so high for you know an industry that's frankly struggling um in a lot of ways that that the that the amount of outlets who would even apply for this um would be small not only because of a cost but because of the enormous uh personal request on on um on media you know having to leave family and homes behind for months at a time and, and, and all of those things. Um, and the, the actual requests came in much higher, uh, certainly higher than 10. That was the number that the NBA had in mind they were going to limit this bubble, um, to roughly 10, uh, 10 reporters. Um, they figured that was the safest and and it was a higher number. I don't believe that all outlets who applied were admitted, um, but the number is higher than ten; it's fewer than twenty, and um, so the, all that happened, like I said, within the last week and a half, give or take. And um, so we so arrived.
2: We had a week to plan for this,
0: essentially. Well, is it, I mean, it's that that like kind of what you're saying. I mean, not really though, because like from an athletic perspective, like there had been discussions ongoing for weeks. Like, would you be interested in this? Yes, yes, I would. We can get into why if you want, but yes, I would be interested. So like, you know, my family had known for a while that this is something I could be doing. And and so you start to prepare that way. Um, like I didn't really work in June. I was on vacation getting ready for this, like for instance. Um, So anyway, so all that happens. And then um, we show up on Sunday. And, you know, like I said, for me, like I'm so familiar with Disney. I actually stayed at this hotel on, va- on a vacation in March of 2019, before the playoffs started, um, and so, like, the, I didn't feel like I was coming anywhere special. I didn't feel like I was about to enter an NBA bubble. I, I feel felt like I was checking in at a hotel that I had just been to. Um, but the the uh, when you get inside, obviously, the the check in was nothing like checking in at a Disney resort. Um, you weren't even at where you check in. You were in just some ballroom. It's very quiet. It was very sparse. Um, they asked for my name. Yep. Got it. Okay. Hold on for a second. Come back out and they have a, my magic band that that is acts as my key and my, um, access point to get into all the, uh, all the events here. And they drove me to my room. Um, and, uh, and I carried up all my bags and shut the door. And then you, you know, you start unpacking, you start doing Zoom calls for NBA practices. Uh, eventually they come by and, and do your first COVID-19 test. They drop off your dinner um, and you're off and running. And Joe, this was one of the
2: interesting things about your latest piece that you posted was just what these COVID tests have been like. And not only the anxiousness that comes with them, but the anxiety that rides
0: with it. But what has that process been like? Yeah. I mean, I, I just like, it, it, it did strike me. And I think for these players, you know, they've been getting tested for a while. So they're a lot, uh, they're a lot more used to this. Um, but y- you know, I, I, I was thinking about like, well, what, what are some other like diseases that are kind of in our common culture that we talk about that, that require frequent screenings and, you know, cancer is something you take one test uh, every three to six months. Um, Every day that you're in this bubble, you are taking a test to find out if you have a virus that could either kill you or someone you know, uh, can keep you sick for a very long time, um, can rob you of like daily like like senses that you're used to, like like taste, and can at minimum like really derail this this particular work experience, and y- you have to wait. Like Oh, and then the NBA felt that the chance of you catching this virus is high enough that they do have to test every day. Um, and so, you know, the the wait to find out what the results were that first day was a little bit, you know, I mean, it was significant. Um, just waiting to, you know, who I've I know I was careful at home, but how careful, how, you know, how careful was everybody around me? I don't know. I mean, th- those are just the thoughts that run through your mind. So when I finally got the results back that I indeed had passed, um, it certainly felt a a lot different and a lot better about everything.
2: And so has that process kind of gotten easier the longer you've been in the bubble? Is there less anxiousness with it? Because I, I would think that, you know, it's almost, maybe the term a ticking time bomb is a bad phrase to use for something like this, but you're just waiting for it to happen to someone almost,
0: right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel, okay, so basically like, with two positive tests or two, excuse me, two negative tests, two, um, you know, happy test results. Um, I can feel very good that I did not have COVID when I left my home in Cleveland. Um, that I just didn't have it. Uh, I probably need a couple more to make sure that I didn't catch it at the airport or on the plane. Um, and so still waiting for that. Um, I think I think you know because the the disease can take a couple of days to to really get into your yeah. system and and start to to show up on a test. So, you know, not out of the water, but you know, they give they they gave us a thermometer and they gave us a machine that that tests the oxygen in your blood. Um, you know, I feel great, and so you you definitely really feel you know very positive about what's going on.
2: Yeah, and, and, and you know, you you made a good point that. Before we started recording this, you you mentioned that it's probably one of the safest places on earth. And it's kind of amazing right now when you think about it, because what's going on, maybe, you know, 20, 30 miles away in the rest of the state of Florida, where on Monday they announced there were 15,000 new COVID-19 cases every day, it seems like they're spiking. Just with what you have seen, are you confident enough that with the steps that the NBA has taken, the protocols that they have in place, that we can get all the way through to the completion of the NBA season?
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I am certainly confident that we can. um, And I feel like there's just too much at stake to, to mess this up. And I am sure that the NBA is serious about They're about everybody here, players included, following the rules. And if you do not follow the rules, you will face the consequences. Yeah. Um, I'm sure of that. Um, What I guess I don't know is how much everything, how how protected we are from the couple of potential holes that do exist. One being that players break protocol. I mean, they're going to be caught, but can they do the damage before they get caught? So let's say, you know, um some of these Instagram posts are true and women from the Greater Orlando are being invited onto campus. If they come in, they're sick, you know, players catch it and see their other see their their teammates, like how long before um, you know, like the tests start to come back and, and is the is the spreader spreader damage too much? And then the other hole is um is the Disney employees who, you know, God bless them, they're they're walking around here not only with full masks and gloves, but also face shields, and they are not subject to the same protections and quarantines and testing that I am. Um, so they're brave souls, but because they're 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 not protected like I am, they could theoretically bring the disease in here. Yeah. And um, you know, so so we'll see. But it, but I feel good about it. I, I I feel like there's I feel like this is going to happen.
2: Well, it's, it's a tremendous and very interesting experience from so many different realms. You know, we were talking with Seiko Smith, your counterpart at NBA.com, about why this was something that he wanted to be a part of if he did have that opportunity. And I, I guess I asked that same question to you. Why was this particular assignment besides just the abnormalities of it, you know, and just kind of the things that you're going to experience that, nope, that you'll be able to talk about for years to come? But what was it specifically about this assignment that intrigued you?
0: Yeah, I just feel like um I, I feel like this is the job. And 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 it's definitely the job, part of the job for for my role at the athletic. I mean, they uh put me on what's called their national team and they've given me this title and this status. And so to me what that means is is when something very important is happening in the NBA, um, I need to be there. And you know, that's that's easy. That, that's easy when you're talking about an all star game or traditional finals. I was supposed to go to the Olympics and cover Team USA this year. Like I went to China last year. Um, that's all, you know, that's all part of the job, too. Um, now, this thing that's happening is the most unique, craziest, uh, historic gathering of, in the in NBA history. Um, so it's a, no, no doubt, no question that that this is something that I've signed up for. And, you know, it's, it is because it's my job. It it is, it, it does rise to the level of like making the small, the, you know, short term sacrifice of being away from home. Um, you know, and I'll be, Hey, when I get home in September, then I'm off again and I'll be home again. And, and I'll be home a lot more than I ever have been in my NBA career. Ever. Uh, I just got off a four-month stretch where I'd been home for longer and able to be more present and do those kinds of things. So so from a personal perspective, that's what it was. And then the other thing is like when you talk about the true nature of the history that is taking place here, um, we are either going to have the triumphant, successful navigation of a never before created, quarantined NBA campus in the middle of a global pandemic that is swallowing our country whole. Or it's going to fail. And either way, that is a huge story. And it's just, this is what you get into journalism for. I mean, whether it's an election or whether it's sports, whatever the case, that this is what you do it for, to tell this big story.
2: What's the temperature you're gauging of the players right now? How, how they're reacting to the protocols? And, you know, because you see the early Instagram videos. Of, yeah, I think it was the Mavericks were having out fun outside all their hotel rooms, you know, just taking videos and kind of dancing and things. How long, realistically, can, can that take? take place? Because I related to like, you know, what we were all doing on Instagram or Twitter when we were first starting all these zoom meetings at the start of quarantine, right? Like it was fun. It was upbeat. Everybody was in a good mood about it, but eventually that fades and then reality hits and you're in this situation for multiple months. How have the players responded early on?
0: Yeah. I mean, early on, I think the attitudes are good. I do. Um, And I think people are actually warming up to what's going on right now. Uh, You know, players are. Um, I think that as we, Let's see what, what is today's the 14th. So we are eight days away from the first practice game that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of mood everybody's in by the end of this weekend. Okay. And we'll all be pulling our hair out because we'll be at the end of our quarantines by then. So, you know, we we'll, it'll be interesting to check temperatures there and then um, the players will get to start playing practice games again. And so that's a new thing we'll be out of quarantine. That's a new thing. So everybody will kind of be happy again. Then when the season restarts, you know, I mean, we're going to be on TNT and ESPN and there's definitely going to be a buzz on campus. Like, let's go, you know, Zion's back, Lakers Clippers are back. It's going to be great. Um, You know, so I think, I, I think that there are new things coming all the time to, to kind of freshen this up, but as you start to get into the first round of the playoffs, like, yeah, the stakes are heightened, but you really kind of get you're starting to, to wear thin on, on the lifestyle for those players. Uh, you know, they can have families in after the first round and, and, you know, a number of teams leave at that point. So, you know, I, I mean, th- there will be a couple of periods where this will feel long and difficult, but um, hopefully enough new stuff keeps arising that keeps everybody fresh.
2: Absolutely. And you keep bringing us new content every day. And it's been a lot of fun to follow. It's been a lot of fun to read. What's next for you?
0: So, uh, I, I'm, you know, we're talking on, on Tuesday. So for Wednesday morning, I plan to um, take a, a deep dive into what the food uh, situation is here and, and what the experience is. And it's not what you see on, on Instagram. It's um, the food problem here is an aesthetic one. It's not, a, it's not the food itself.
2: Well, interesting. Well, we're excited to read it. We're excited to take part in. We'll make sure we keep following you on Twitter and the videos that you guys post on The Athletic. I'll tell you what, it's been really interesting to follow and it's been a good follow. Joe, thanks so much for taking the time and joining us. We really appreciate it.
0: No, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having
1: me. That was dope. (laughs)
2: Special thanks to Joe Varden for taking the time out of his day to join us. You know, Otto, you would have liked this, but on the call, you could actually see his hotel room and that's where he's quarantined right now for seven days. We got into that more on the conversation, but more just so about what life was like in the NBA bubble, how the NBA is trying to encapsulate and prevent this virus from entering this bubble city that they have built. And Otto, I I know specifically, you do a lot of reporting, not only on the sports side of things, but also on the news side of things lately because they both do mix and it's probably happened more so than ever lately. But one of the questions I asked Joe that I think you'll really appreciate is that, you know, the NBA is trying its hardest to prevent any cases from entering the fray inside this bubble. outside of it, 20 miles away from where they are is where I live. And this pandemic is real. You know, we had 15,300 new cases on Monday. It has already been rated that Miami is now the epicenter of all COVID-19 cases in the entire world. And I just kind of want to get your take on how you're feeling about this.
1: Look, I'm I'm very concerned. I mean... um... Uh, look, we all, we all want sports to come back. We want to see seasons resumed. We want we want kind of a natural order to be restored and in you know champions to hoist hoist trophies. But you know you look around like you know Texas, where Star Telegram is located, obviously in Fort Worth. Uh, you know cases are spiking there. You mentioned Florida, Arizona has has you know cases where you know whether it's ICU beds running out or people still uh, testing positive or waiting hours upon hours to get tests uh test done and then even longer to get the the test returned those are those are some real issues and you know uh, uh, hopefully sports will will be able to provide some sense of of normalcy to folks who you know might just be looking for a little distraction you know in in their lives but hopefully um, you know we're going to have to get on top of this otherwise we're going to have much bigger problems come the fall
2: absolutely it's not just about getting sports back It's also about making sure that we do it in the safest and healthiest way possible and that we all abide by CDC guidelines. You know, wear your mask, wash your hands, take care of your neighbor, do all those good things, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, on that note, that'll be a show for us for today. I want to thank our producers, Scott Turkin, Bruce Bernstein, and our editor, Ben Wolfen.
2: Yeah, those three guys always do a good job of making sure that we sound good. And if you want to check out any of our other content here on Pure Hoops Media, we invite you to do that. Monday is always the Mike Weiss Show. Mike Weiss is revisiting some of his greatest interviews with some of the coaches that he's had on his show this week. Tuesdays, as always, is Full Court Press with fans and Adams. Wednesdays is right here. You have Catch and Shoot with Otto and myself. Thursdays if you have not checked out this show buckets boards and blocks has a new format as Monica McNutt now has a co-host former Baylor Barry King McClure joins her each and every week it is a really really fun listen guys and Friday as always is our flagship podcast it is a pure hoops podcast with Eric Newman and BJ Armstrong guys if you like our content if you enjoy what we are doing if you love the interviews that we are bringing you each and every week All that we ask is that you rate and review these podcasts on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And folks, one final thought. You know what I'm going to say. We just want to make sure that everyone is uh, practicing good hygiene and with respect to wearing masks and making sure that uh, washing hands and social distancing, all of that stuff really does matter. Uh, we just uh, really beg everybody to, to do their part uh, in this because we are obviously all in this together. So until next time, peace, everybody. Take care. Captain Shoots Shoot 2.0 is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.